What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to Hempresent. Our radio resident Hempo sapien Vivian McPeak will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hempresent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to Hemp Present, the weekly radio show where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly Reefer Radio Rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers, and shakers, and industry makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, celebrating its 25th anniversary and found at hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Transmitting from a fortified bunker under a ramshackle reefer radio warren at an undisclosed location deep within the rumbling bowels of underground Seattle, my goal is to spread the green flame of 420 truth in 30-minute increments. Today's guest on Hempresent is Morgan Christine, founder and CEO of the Cannabis Women's Alliance. We're going to be joining me in about 60 seconds. In 1848, the first women's rights convention in the United States was held in Seneca Falls, New York. Two days of discussion and debate followed, after which 68 women and 32 men signed a Declaration of Sentiments, outlining grievances and setting forth the agenda for the women's rights movement. Twelve resolutions were adopted calling for equal treatment of women and men under the law and demanding voting rights for women. In 1850, the first National Women's Rights Convention was held in Worcestershire, Massachusetts, It attracted more than 1,000 participants, and national conventions were held yearly through 1860. But it was not until 1920 that the 19th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution granted American women the right to vote. But the 19th Amendment was only one victory in the decades-long battle for equality of the sexes. Other struggles still wage on, including the issue of equal pay and maternity leave. 
But women all over the world face much greater struggles to gain better foothold in a world that has been largely dominated by men for millennia. Yet, at the time of this recording, for the first time in American history, a woman has become the presumptive nominee for president for one of the two major political parties and may very well end up being president. Arguably, the advancements for gender equality that we've been experiencing for so long may still be required within the framework of the national cannabis reform movement, although I believe that has been changing rapidly. But I do not believe that anyone will be able to say the same thing about the cannabis industry where the playing field has been leveled significantly and there might not be an existing glass ceiling to break through. I've heard it said that the cannabis industry has more women in positions of authority than any other industry. My guest today might have an opinion on that. Launched in May 2014, the Cannabis Women's Alliance, formerly the Marijuana Business Association Women's Alliance, has hosted women-only events and workshops in Washington, Colorado, and Oregon. The Cannabis Women's Alliance dedicates its time, resources, and finances to support honorable causes that build strong business practices through intensified skill workshops. They honor and recognize women who have led the way in cannabis while empowering women to achieve professional and personal success in the legal cannabis market through women-only educational events and programming. Morgan Christine is the founder and CEO of the Cannabis Women's Alliance, as well as the past president of the Marijuana Business Association. She has an extensive history in sales and marketing and media production, and she's joined me today in the virtual Him Present production studio. Welcome, Morgan, to Cannabis Radio. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Vivian. This is a truly an honor. I'm wondering how you were first introduced to cannabis. Morgan, have you always been a true believer, or did you experience a moment of discovery at some point? Uh, I've always been a true believer. I took my first toke at 16 years old and I thought it was pretty amazing, but it didn't quite catch on for me until uh, my late 20s and then really stuck with me when I found out that you could actually grow this beautiful plant. And I thought, wow, I want to do that. I want to know what this is all about. And so I jumped in and shortly after I got sober, started growing the plant and it's been an amazing experience ever since. So you've you've got a green thumb. You've actually been a cannabis cultivator at some point, huh? What what was your favorite strain to grow? Well, you know, it's so funny because we we never really knew what strains they were. It seems like that AK-47, you know, we didn't test it and we didn't know what the strains were. It was just a cut that you got from your friend or your buddy and you just stuck it in the ground and and you see how it came up. And I remember right as soon as we turned, you know, to legalization, I thought, well, I should test these. And so I took them down to Analytical 360 and I'm like, what what strain is it? Can you tell me? And it seems we weren't quite as refined as we are today, but, you know, I gave that grow up shortly thereafter, after about five years, so that I could work in the legal industry and and see if I could lend any of my talents. Because I knew so many people from being in the medical side of it. And uh, the association came along, and it was the perfect bridge into the legal industry. In your words, why do we need a Cannabis Women's Alliance, and how did it get started? The Cannabis Women's Alliance began shortly after the MJBA, the association, was set up. So we the women started getting together and through women of lead and normal women of Washington, who I fully support, we thought, well, let's get together and talk business. We've got all kinds of different ways to get together, but this was one that I've been particularly passionate about because I love business. I absolutely think that all women should have their own money and their own way of thinking about money and their own way of earning it. And, you know, we've come so far, but, you know, we still have so far to go. And so when we got together and started talking about what we need, you know, what do we need in the cannabis industry? What don't we have? You know, we got together and found out that we we have same similar challenges. We still face sexism in the cannabis industry. We still find it hard to get loans. And so when we get together, we help 
find those solutions. And then also, you know, just to know that we can validate those struggles together is really, really quite powerful. The CWA, Cannabis Women's Alliance, has hosted political fundraisers and informational sessions here in our state of Washington, including ones for former Senator, State Senator Jean Cole-Wells, now King County Councilwoman, and former Seattle City Councilwoman Jean Godden and others. Can you touch on the goal of producing these fundraising events? Absolutely. We find that it's difficult to change policies and procedures without having women on those committees and in those electoral seats. We find that, you know, we could be a totally different kind of community when we have women in leadership. Our goal is to push women into leadership positions to encourage men to hire more women and to promote more women and, you know, to really get a leg up on the industry by serving the cannabis industry with really strong, powerful women. And we want it. We really do. I think it's really incredible how so many women have stepped up and say, I'm going to lead this. I know what I'm doing. Let's just do this. Are there any new any candidates for 2016 that you guys are focusing on right now? Right now, we just want to be able to provide a platform for all the women to have a voice. You know, we are varied in our opinions about cannabis. We all have similar goals and that we all believe that it should be available, that available to who and at what price and at what level they can actually get it. Their hands on it is going to be up to really what the women come out and talk about. I, we know about, of course, T.K. Ramsey and Stephanie Viskovich out here in Washington. We're going to be hosting along with you guys. We want to support Hempfest Central and your efforts to also support these candidates. So there'll be a lot more to come from all the women here, I believe. So you guys do workshops as well. Can you tell us a little bit about the workshops that you folks produce in the region? You bet. So, for example, Facebook is a difficult challenge for a lot of cannabis businesses. You're not allowed to advertise or boost your posts as a cannabis industry. I found found that myself, even with the Cannabis Women's Alliance trying to boast our next event, which is on June 25th, and it's a social media workshop. So we'll supply women tools to work around those kinds of um, restrictions that you find in social media. We'll host, for example, workshops on business templates or accounting or finance or taxes, something about a business that will relate to theirs and hopefully help them build more skills to help them succeed. You guys have recognized outstanding achievements for women in Washington, including Awe Warner of Cannabis Basics, who I have interviewed, Cecilia Sivertson of Nana's Secret Soda, the illustrious Joy Beckerman, who I also have interviewed, who's getting an achievement award from Seattle Hemp Fest this year, and our very own Sharon Whitson, general manager of Seattle Hemp Fest, coming up next month. In your words, why is it important to honor women in the field of cannabis activism? I think it's very important to honor women who have come before us because there are examples. There are the women that will mentor us and, you know, be the shiny light and say, wow, if she can get up there on that stage and she can talk about her passion for the cannabis or hemp or whatever it is, I can do that too. And it also feels good. I mean, it feels really good to the woman who's done all that work to be validated, to know that those sleepless nights, those exhaustive hours were not done in vain, that they did work and they did help other women succeed. And so the more that you show success, I believe the more women will emulate that success and pull them all forward. How, is ex- how exciting is it to be on the ground level of a new emerging mega industry where women actually have an opportunity to gain an equal foothold from the very beginning? I mean, this is kind of new. It's 
super exciting and it's also terrifying. Uh, so many of us have, <laughs> we've risked everything, you know, we put our lives on hold, our children, our families to work this hard and it doesn't always seem like it's paying off. You know, it's, it's a long haul. If people thought they were going to get in, get out, they're crazy. You know, so many of us have been doing this and I've only been doing it for four years or five years. I can't even imagine there's so many women that we've talked about before who put in, you know, tens and 20 of years and, you know, it's just, I'm so impressed. But, yeah, we still have a long way to go, especially in Washington. And I don't think Washington women get enough recognition in the, in the national media. So I'd like to do some stuff about that. You want to help me? Yeah, you know what? We should do a radio interview. <laughs> get the word I like out. It. I like it. <laughs> um, which shows you how ahead of the curve we are. That's right. You know, it just feels like Colorado, frankly, has kicked our ass. And even Oregon, as far as, as the media goes, uh, why, why do you think that's true? Or do you think that's true? I do think it's true, and I, I'm not really sure. I don't know if it's because we don't promote ourselves as much. I don't think that the women here, their egos are so huge that that's the first thing they talk about, not necessarily. I think the women here are a little bit more reserved and are more likely to give credit to the entire community for their successes, you know, possibly. There's not a whole lot of loudmouths raising their hands saying, look at me, look at me. I think we're all just head down and doing the work. Right. And also Colorado kind of, they just rolled over their medical into recreational much quicker. We had this kind of clumsy, you know, two-phase, reintroduce, very painful. Yeah, maybe that's some factor Mm -hmm. in it too. Uh, I'm not sure. I am talking to Morgan Christine from the Cannabis Women's Alliance. We're going to take a quick pause for the cause because there's flaws in the laws. Hear a word from our sponsors. Come right back. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Cash? Sorry. I don't carry around cash, and I don't want to use the ATM and pay surcharges. You don't need to carry cash. Haven't you heard about PayQuick? Okay, tell me about PayQuick. It's the safe and easy way to pay. It works just like your debit card to securely pay for your purchase, and it gives you rewards points every time you use it. Nice. PayQuick, the safe and easy way to pay. P-A-Y-Q-W-I-C-K dot com. Play as Ted Growing, expelled botany sophomore and the biggest grower in town, only on Weed Firm Replanted. Available on the App Store and Google Play. It's a lot of work being the biggest grower in town. Maintaining a room full of plants while dealing with a slew of eccentric customers, from a hardcore partier to the curious neighbor next door. Is anybody home? Help me expand my bud business by unlocking new strains, customizing my grow room, and completing challenges that you can't get enough of. Grow your empire so big you can see it from space low on funds don't worry weed firm replanted is free to download download weed firm replanted for free on the app store and google play today get growing mr growing the national cannabis industry association presents the third annual cannabis business summit and expo the most influential business event in the marijuana industry returns for three days in oakland california Join your fellow industry leaders and policy influencers June 20th through 22nd for an in-depth educational experience and network with more than 3,000 cannabis professionals. The 2016 Cannabis Business Summit and Expo will feature keynote presentations from California Lieutenant Governor Gavin Newsom and Numi Organic Tea CEO Ahmed Rahim giving you insight into cutting-edge policy discussions and the most innovative business practices. All this plus the most comprehensive expo floor in the industry. The Cannabis Business Summit and Expo, June 20th through 22nd in Oakland. Don't miss out. 
Register right now at CanvasBusinessSummit.com and save 15% off registration using promo code RADIO15. That's CanvasBusinessSummit.com, promo code RADIO15. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we are back on Cannabis Radio with Morgan Christine of the Cannabis Women's Alliance. Morgan, the, the Cannabis Women's Alliance is, I believe, an offshoot of the Marijuana Business Association. How did the Marijuana Business Association get started, uh, and what are the goals of the organization? The Marijuana Business Association started with David Grimes and his big, brilliant brain talking about uh, media. You know, he's from Rolling Stone and Stan, and I was already in the industry, so it was just two friends getting together saying, hey, let's let's do this. He had some other people helping him from um, on the East Coast, but once we started taking off, our first meeting was at Stephanie Hart's, or Stephanie Biscovich's Delta 9 back in November of 2014, and then we just wanted to get businesses together to talk about best practices, just like a chamber of commerce. You know, what, what do businesses really need in Washington State with new cannabis industry? And so we started, you know, listening to stories and putting their stories in front of other people. And it's, it's been a wonderful collaboration. We've been all over, hosted some amazing events like job fairs and vendor fairs and just really incredible. I feel really lucky to have been a part of it. But as the need grew for women-only events, it was just a natural spinoff. You know, it was it just made the timing was right. It made sense that the women were looking for something you know, a little bit more women-only oriented. And so we spun that off in March of this year, and we haven't looked back. I mean, we have lots of love for the association, but this also frees us up to do other alliances with other organizations that will serve the women, you know, for the most. You guys have certainly done a great job and, and really put a shot in the arm of cannabis commerce in the area by bringing everybody together and giving everybody an opportunity to do business to business with each other and everything. And it's just, it's been a pleasure. And Dave, I agree, is just, he's a brilliant guy and a great wit. And it's just, you know, if I can give you guys a plug, it's just been a great honor to work with you guys. Yeah. You've got Thank a big you. event coming up this month, which may or may be over by the time this airs where we will all be celebrating 25 years of the Seattle Hemp Fest, which I have a little bit of vested interest in. Can you briefly talk about that? Sure. So happy to be honoring Hemp Fest, Hemp Fest's 25th anniversary and Sharon Woodson on July 28th in Seattle. I'd like to talk to Sharon about some ways that we can work together in raising funds for your event, raising awareness for the cause, how we can get women involved in Hemp Fest, and then how we can tell Sharon how amazing she is. I cannot believe the first time I met her and I watched her work and I listened to her give orders and, you know, how much respect she commands. And I was like, wow, Vivian's got a really good woman on his hands in addition to his wife. And so <laughs> I think it's really good for the industry to, to recognize her and to honor him for 25 years. I mean, you guys really brought it home for us. I mean, I read your book and I'm, I'm reading, you know, how you guys got started and how it just morphed into this beautiful thing. And, and you know, I don't know if you, if you're thanked enough or if you know how wonderful you've been to everybody and how we look up to you. So it would be my pleasure to be able to return the favor somehow. Well, thank you so much. You know, I, I just want to mention that Hemp is 
board is comprised of 60% or more of women. And we have four people in our office, three of which are women, and the other one is me. <laughs> and my name is <laughs> Vivian. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, we're, we're facing some existential threats. And so the need for support for HempFest has never been greater. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's definitely been an interesting journey to justice for the last quarter century. Um, and we have 25 goals on our platform agenda on why we need to keep going. And speaking of keeping going... From a woman's perspective, what, in your, your words, what are a few of the most prevalent misconceptions that people might have about operating a cannabis-related business in Washington State or beyond? But they all think that we're lazy stoners. You know, I, I, that's like the biggest misconception that we face all the time. I forget the, the stereotypes. The, the, cannabis in, the stereotypes, you know, they don't, they don't picture pretty women smoking cannabis or, you know, eating brownies. But, you know, they have this idea of what it is. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, and women need to stand up and smoke in public and say, you know what, this is normal. I, every time I see somebody drinking alcohol, you know, I'm like, why can't I smoke? Why can't I have my joint right now? Why can't I? And it's until we get there, we, we can't rest. We can't stop. And I think women are a huge key to turning it around. So if there's anything I can do to help a woman get on the ground and get going, I want to be there. Yeah, you know, every day I walk, you know, down the street on Lake City or on the Ave or wherever, and I have to breathe the secondhand smoke of people standing there smoking cigarettes yeah. with impunity uh, right on the sidewalk, you know, no, a known carcinogen. And I walk by, I drive by places that have patios with people sitting out enjoying their alcoholic drinks and stuff. And we just don't have any level playing field here. How important do you think that lounges and public consumption is to cannabis businesses and tourism in our state? I think it could change the whole game. I mean, it would blow up Washington State if we had places for people to come and to, to provide community to one another. Can you imagine that we could have poetry shops and, you know, libraries and coffee shops all surrounded by cannabis where the thinkers can come out and, and think together you know, I think Tommy Tong was the one who was saying, you know, if we had more highly intelligent people smoking cannabis, we'd all, the world would be a much better, smarter place to live, you know. And so I think we should absolutely establish places and not where there's alcohol served, but our own different community places where people can go. And that would open it up for tourism and more businesses. I was just approached by one of the tourism places here in Washington. They're selling their bus. There's not enough business, you know. So businesses have come and gone already in Washington state because they can't make it. We need to loosen up some of those so that we can do business and we can pay our taxes and we can do banking. Yeah. The listening audience might not understand that in Washington state, there's nowhere for a tourist to legally smoke pot unless somebody will let them into their home, which is pretty damn unlikely. They can't smoke in a hotel. They can't smoke in the park. They can't smoke in the street. They got to be out of public view. You can't smoke in your car. God forbid you get, caught smoking in your car, you might end up with a five nanogram P-test and end up getting a DUI based upon that ridiculousness. Yet in Colorado, you can walk out down the street, you can hand somebody an ounce of pot legally. In Washington State, you pass somebody a joint or a gram of pot, and that's a felony, technically. I mean, we're just trailing behind in so many ways, behind Alaska, behind Oregon, behind Colorado, and in some ways, we're kind of behind Alaska as well. Do you see the cannabis industry uh, on that note operating in all 50 states reasonably soon? What would, it need, what would need to take place for that to happen? Yes, I would love to see it, and I'm, I'm pushing for it. You know how it is. You just put it out into the universe. I can visualize. I visualize cannabis available for everyone in every state. I'd love to see that. 
I think that we just need to get more active and to find those seats that are available and start putting cannabis-friendly candidates into those seats so that we can start affecting some change. You've been in business for a long time. You had a very impressive resume uh, that you shared with me. What's the best business advice you've ever gotten, do you think, off the top of your head? Best business advice? (laughs) I know. I threw a left curve. (laughs) Or what's the best advice you would give somebody starting a cannabis business? Be prepared and be compassionate. I mean, you really got to want it. And the way to do it is you do your homework, you show up, you do the work. You can't take shortcuts. You really can't. I mean, you really got to put it in and get to know the people who you'll be working with. Because this, this Washington State really is close. You've got to know people because outsiders do tend, I think, to get a little bit of a, a freeze. So if you're coming in, I would recommend get along, work the system, work the people, you know, and, and build the community around you because you're going to need all the connections you can get here. Because they're not from the outside world. They're not going to be your old established contacts. They're going to be the new people that are actually in the industry already. And we've already been doing it for three or four years. Well, my advice would be to get a hold of the Marijuana Business Association or the Cannabis Women's Alliance and get hooked in with the people that are already in business and start networking. And, of course, be prepared for prohibition to still be a gigantic obstacle. Just like you were saying, we're still dealing with stereotypes and the, these these you know throwback concepts that are left over from prohibition in our state, and then of course there's there's the the problem of not being able to bank, having to use cash, right? Absolutely, I've had my bank account shut down twice, and I'm like I'm not touching the product. You know, I had to convince my last banker that I, that Cannabis Women's Alliance is an educational platform for women. You know, it's not easy, but you. Just, start over again, but it's, it's not good when they attach your personal finances to your professional bank account. You know, when we tried to do the HempFest, tried to do the Occupy thing and switch from a, a national bank to a credit union uh, a couple of years ago, and yeah. first we couldn't do it because they said, well, you have your word hemp in your name, so you can't bank with us. And we're like, what? And we're like, okay, do you have a policy? They said, yeah. Can we read it? No. So we took us three weeks talking to the main management, they finally gave in. And then we found out that they couldn't even handle the amount of money that we dealt with on a regular basis. You know, I mean, we're spending $20,000 a day when it comes close to HempFest. And we literally had to stay with our big bank. Thank God they'll even bank with us because we are a free speech event. And we had to go through that as well, prove to them that we're not a pot and we're not selling marijuana. Margaret Christine for the Cannabis Women's Alliance, thank you so much for taking time out to talk with me today. How can people find out more about the Cannabis Women's Alliance and the Marijuana Business Association? Uh, thank you so much for having me, Vivian. You can find us on the web at CannabisWomensAlliance.com. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm talking to Morgan Christine from the Cannabis Women's Alliance. We're going to take another pause for the cause, hear a word from our sponsors, come right back and wrap this baby up. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way.
Northwest Alternative Health, Eugene's premier medical marijuana clinic, is proud to sponsor the Oregon Marijuana Business Conference. Are you prepared for the changes in the recreational and medical marijuana markets? The OMB presents the state's top industry experts, along with over 40 exhibitors, and features a keynote by Dr. Carl Hart. Also, tickets include a celebrity interview and private after-party with the one and only Tommy Chong. Join us Sunday, April 24th at the downtown Eugene Hilton and be a part of Oregon's fastest-growing industry. Check out OregonMBC.com for more details. Dr. Dabber, hurry! Its temperature is shooting past 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up! I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct! Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber. Doctor's order. Less heat, more flavor. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Candid. I want to give you the inside story. Captivating. I want to introduce you to my kind and amazingly talented friends. Compelling. We get to meet some of the most amazing cannabis activists and warriors around. Listen in as medical marijuana pioneer Dr. Dina shares never-before-heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest-growing industries in the world. I want to share with you what was once confidential information. Let's expose the truth, discuss the issues, and learn the facts. Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we are back on Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. I'm talking to Morgan Christine from the Cannabis Women's Alliance. Morgan, who are some of the women in the cannabis movement who have been an inspiration to you? Are there any, any women leaders in the reform movement or the industry who, who you found inspirational? Oh, so many, so many. Probably the, my very first shining star was Diane Goldstein from Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. She spoke at a women's alliance and moved us all to tears, talking about addiction and her brother and her efforts to stop jailing people and sending them to prison for cannabis offenses. I mean, that the organization leap, I really give a lot of kudos to. And then probably Diane Fornbacher. She was writing in Ladybug magazine. She's a publisher. And when I started reading stories, you know, that's the first thing. When you actually start reading the words of other women in the industry, I thought, wow, she's pretty powerful. And uh, Meg Sanders from Mindful allowed us to tour her facility when we were in Colorado. Here in Washington State, other than the women we recognize, you know, I don't think AC Raddock at Eden Labs. She's a powerful CEO, and she's out there in every single state trying to get the, her those equip, the equipment that she and Fritz manufacture, Eden Labs, those powerful extraction equipment. So I want to see more women recognized in business as well. You know, they may have come from the tech industry here in Washington. They may have come from the food industry or health and beauty, for example. So, yeah, there's, there's plenty of them, and I encourage all women to come to our events and, and see who these women are and perhaps become one yourself. And I'm lined up to interview A.C. Braddock in the coming weeks as well. And, of course, so many of those women are going to be on our huge speakers list at Hemp Fest coming up on the third weekend of August, August 19th, 20th, and 21st. We have an extensive speaker list of people, over 100 people speaking, a lot of leaders, uh, women and men. And anybody can check that out at hempfest.org. So, Morgan, in your 
mind, what skills from your past business experience, from your mainstream business experiences, uh, primed you for your cannabis business endeavors? Is there anything from your, your history that kind of primed you to adapt to the cannabis business, which I think is a little bit unique? It is, but actually every single job I've ever had has led me to this job. You know, every I've been office managers, I've been receptionists, I've been account executive, I've been sales and marketing, I've been a bookkeeper. <laughs> you know, so through all of single, every single one of those uh, normal responsibilities, I ended up having to apply it to the cannabis industry. When I was a medical provider, I still had to figure out what my costs were. I needed to figure out what my margins were, what my overhead is, how can I make any money? It's not a big money maker, gotta tell you. You know, <laughs> medical industry. Nobody's, uh, nobody's ever got rich off of that. So I think, you know, what we really just need to do is take the skills that you do have and find a way to fit into the cannabis industry. If you're an accountant, you know, we need bookkeepers who understand the laws that are particular to cannabis. If you're an attorney, we need to know the laws that are new to us. You know, things like that, that you can apply other world skills into it. You know, as a grower, you actually need to have those skills and you need to be trained. Cannabis is not easy to grow you actually do need to pay attention. So if you, if you want to know about that, educate yourself. Read the books, do the videos, and visit as many home grows as you can while they still are here. And of course, you know, women in Washington State looking to find a job in the cannabis industry, I think that the Cannabis Women's Alliance would be a tremendously good way to network and hook up with folks. How do people join the Cannabis Women's Alliance? Is there uh, any criteria? Sure, absolutely. No, if, if you would like to be... To come to our events, it's the cost of the ticket, and we try to keep it affordable, around $25 to $35, depending on the venue and the food and whatever it costs. We don't like to pass it on. We just like to cover our costs. But if you want to join and become a member of the Cannabis Women's Alliance, it's only $225 a year, and that gets you, you know, your little decals and buttons and letters and, and really cool stuff like that. But I'll tell you, we did already employ a couple people just through our events. Uh, there's a lovely lady named Sarah who came to a Women's Alliance event, and she's now one of Biotrack PhD's outside reps. So absolutely, you need a job. Come network. You know, there's always always people looking to hire and need more talent in the industry. Get a job, stoner. Morgan <laughs> <Lord and> Christine, <laughs> thank you so much for taking time out to talk with us today. Good luck with all of your endeavors. Thank you so much, Vivian, and, and congratulations on 25 years at HempFest. Thank you. We'll see you at HempFest. Now I want to get to a weekly feature of Hemp Present on CannabisRito.com, and that's the quote of the week, and here it is. The earth is the mother of all people, and all people should have equal rights upon it. And those are the words of Chief Joseph of the Nez Perce Tribal Nation. That concludes this installment of Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. Email me at hemppresent at gmail.com. I also want to thank my power peeps in the control room, Hannah and Brasco, and all of the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for more cannabis confabulation and reefer repartee with some hempy hero on a journey to justice. Because when it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Until then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, and toke it easy. Don't forget to email me at hemppresent at gmail.com. I guarantee a house call from the good karma doctor. The present theme song take back the plant is performed by Stickerbush and sung by a much younger and prettier version of myself turn up the music maestro i'm out marijuana
opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.